Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? It's Nicole. So it's interesting. Uh, Today is the day that I record my uh, YouTubes. I do them a day in advance, partly because I'm not a techie and all this other stuff that I'm not going to get into. And um, I normally turn it in by now, and I completely forgot that I had to do my YouTube today, which, you know what? That happens sometimes. That's life. And then... So I'm like, okay, Father, I have none in the bank right now uh, for them to use. So what do you want to talk about? And Father, you have like two minutes to share it with me. <laughs> have to laugh. But actually, th there's always stuff that's on my heart that I'm meditating on and thinking about. And so I just want to encourage you today to give yourself grace in your process, in your healing journey. Now, everything is a finished work. Thank you, Jesus. Healing is a finished work. Forgiveness is a finished work. Um, you know, whatever we need, Jesus took care of it on the cross. And by faith, we appropriate. And we have all, Ephesians says that we have all the spiritual blessings already in us, right? So thank you, Jesus. Our spirits are perfect, 100% righteous, uh, forgiven, healed, full of peace, full of joy, never depressed. That is good news, right? Well, how many of you know that we still need to renew our minds to these truths? So, you know, there are times when some things happen instantly, but most of the time, it's a process. It takes time to uh, renew those mindsets, and that's okay. However healing comes, it's healing, and Jesus gets the glory. So I will always encourage you, you know, to just um, give yourself grace in your journey. You might have gone through some things like myself that other people haven't gone through. I, I mentioned this a long time ago that at Karis in, in second year, um, we there was a prophetic team that came in and everybody talked about them and how accurate they were. And they were, they were awesome. And they gave all of the graduating students a word in front of the class and they didn't even know me. But one of the things they said is, you've had to overcome some things that the average person has not had to overcome. And then they said some other things. It was awesome. But that is so right on. That, that is the truth for many of you out there. Trauma is not an excuse. But it is a reality and it affects us. You know, our past either affect us in a positive or negative way. And so, I've, obviously, I had a traumatic past that took me a while to uh, unlearn some things. So... I just want to encourage you to give yourself grace in your journey. And some of you have gone through way worse things than I have. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what you have gone through, 
Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. We are overcomers in him. We have all the promises of God, which are yes and amen. We have the finished work of Jesus Christ. We have the word of God, which, which shows us how to uh, enforce the enemy's defeat, use our authority, shows us what belongs to us, but really reveals Jesus and the love of God for us. So that's what I want to encourage you with, that it takes time. You know, even receiving the love of God takes time for, for those of us that grew up feeling unloved and we couldn't trust people. It takes time to build that trust, even with God a lot of times. But guess what? He's patient. He knows it. And he pursues us with his love, which is good, good news. So I just thought, because I was thinking about this more and more, about the trauma culture versus kingdom culture. And so, um, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of examples. So my husband grew up in France and so he learned the French culture. He learned the French language. And so when he came to the U S even though he was learning English and by the way, here's a, here's an awesome story for you. That's a true story which is actually in one of my books. But uh, Claude was studying English. They all have to take English over in Europe. And um, he, he was in high school and they had a parent meeting. And during the parent meeting, Claude's dad was there. And the English teacher actually said this in front of everybody, including Claude's dad that Claude was horrible in English and that he would never succeed in English. Okay, so I wanna encourage you with that off the bat, do not let people's words over you determine your destiny because I'm here to tell you, Claude married an American. Claude speaks very fluent English. He's actually the CEO of a company and talks to everybody in English and he is phenomenal in English, even though he still has his little accent and he speaks English with his kids and he became an American citizen. So let me tell you something, God has the last word. So I just want to encourage you with that off the bat for some of you out there. But anyway, he came to the U.S. in, in college and that's where I met him. And that's where you realize no matter how much you study English, once you're in the environment, there's so much you don't know. So he had to learn another culture. He even uh, would translate some French words literally as to what they were in French and English. And with a lot of them, they don't work out. So it was really funny. Anyway, when I got to know him, um, it was just so, it was just funny. We had a lot of laughs with that. But then I went over to France to study and he was there with me and I uh, roomed with another American girl. And I learned how much French I did not know, even though I took two years in college and um, I think it was three years in high school. There was so much I did not know. And, and so anyway, I had to learn the French culture. So at first I would stumble, 
But a little over a year later, when I left France and came back to the U.S., I was so fluent in French that I was dreaming in French. And so, anyway, I want to start off with saying that, and I'm, I'm just going to read this part from my, from my book that kind of reiterates that and goes into some other things. And it's, hold on to love. The Relentless Rescuing, Restoring Love of Our Good Father. And it's chapter 7, The Culture of Heaven. Um, and so I talk about how Claude grew up in France and, uh, you know, learning its language and culture. And then he came to the U.S. and he began to adapt to our culture, learning the rules of the land, learning about the university. Um, he soon discovered that Americans don't serve croissants for breakfast, although you can get them at Starbucks now. <laughs> and they don't spend like hours at the dinner table like the French do every night, you know. Um, and, and so he realized that he needed to learn the culture in order to succeed in the U.S., he had to learn more English to understand his classes and the people around him. If he didn't learn the language or the culture, his experience in the U.S. would have been very different. And he wouldn't have achieved his full potential. He knew he had to keep learning and growing. He eventually found a job and has been immersed in our language for over 25 years. It's been more like 30 years now. Um, and he became American citizen in 2006. Uh, but he's okay. So he became an American citizen in 2006 after having a student visa, a work visa and a green card. He had to renounce his French citizenship to become American because the U S and France don't recognize dual citizenship. Legally, Claude is no longer considered French. He's an American citizen entitled to all of the rights that come with that citizenship. And now I'm getting into some good news. Claude's story reminds me of Paul's words in Colossians 1, 13 to 14. For he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of, of sin's penalty. So once we put our faith in Jesus, we were removed from the culture of darkness, the world, and placed in the culture, the kingdom of heaven. That is good news. Why don't you just say out loud, that is good news. I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So we don't need a temporary visa. We are permanent citizens in the kingdom of God. And just as Claude had to learn a new language when he came to America, we also have to learn a new language when we come into God's kingdom. And just as it took time for Claude to grow in his new language of English, it will take time for us to get used to our new language because the old language of the world is all around us. And it may feel unnatural at first, but the more we do it, the more we'll learn to speak positively about ourselves and others. And so when you're trying to learn about the culture of another country, you research it and read about it. In the same way, we need to read and study the word of God. It tells us who we are 
in Christ and how to speak our new language. As we spend time in, time in the word, our new identity as citizens of heaven and children of God will emerge. And so there's so much more I could say about this. Um, hold on one second. But I want to talk about this for a minute. The late, we, we were given the language of righteousness. I talk about the language of gratitude. That is the new language of the kingdom. The trauma culture that I grew up in and that I knew is the language of hopelessness, the language of fear, the language of anxiety, the language of rejection, and the list goes on. And that's what I had, that was my culture, my trauma culture. And like I say, in that trauma culture, I developed a confident expectation of bad. That's what I believed. And I really believe that, you know, what we believe, even if it's not the truth about us, becomes our reality in life. And so I was hopeless. I was depressed. I was full of fear and I was full of anxiety. But let me tell you something. God was not condemning me in that. He was trying to help me and he knew why I was that way. He knew that no one taught me how to deal with negative thoughts and emotions and that trauma culture, just like for many of you, no one taught you how to deal with negative thoughts and negative emotions. So it's time to forgive yourself if you're not where you feel you need to be or you're still having, because I'm going to talk about in a second, those thoughts will always come to us no matter what. But we learn more and more how to deal with them. But let me tell you something. Maybe no one taught you like no one taught me what to do with negative thoughts and emotions. But praise God, we have the Holy Spirit who is our teacher who will teach us in this and show us the way out. We have the word of God, which shows us what to do with negative thoughts, to take those thoughts captive, to think on things above and heavenly things, to be grateful, to praise. The word of God gives us the solution, which is awesome. But our enemy, the devil, has a language too. One aspect of his language is accusation. Revelations 12.10 calls him the accuser of the brethren. So when he starts shouting his accusing voice at you, telling you that you're a failure as a mom, you aren't good enough, you aren't taking care of your body, you're an angry person, or you don't know how to forgive, don't agree with his voice. That language belongs to the old you, not the new you. You've been transferred in from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven. This isn't your language anymore. Your new language is one of righteousness in Christ, and that is good news. What does our language of righteousness sound like? Whenever you fail, you can remind yourself, I'm righteous because of Jesus. I'm forgiven. He no longer sees me with failures. I'm loved and I'm accepted. And so when you use your language of righteousness in the midst of failure or when those voices of accusation come, it will help you remember the truth about your identity, which will help you through 
mistakes or struggles. And the language of righteousness remembers that there's no barrier between us and our good father and absolutely nothing can separate us from from his love. Why don't you just say that with me right now? Nothing can separate me from God's love. And along with knowing our righteousness, we must also understand that we're totally complete because of Jesus. Colossians 2.10 tells us, and in him you have been made complete and he is the head over all rule and authority. And so, um, so it's important to remember that. And in Isaiah 54, 17, so when that voice comes, you can condemn that voice. It says, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me which is awesome and i could say you know more and more and more and more and more about this but i want what i want to get across is remember to give yourself grace when you hear that old trauma culture coming up remember oh that's the old trauma culture and yeah it's coming up because well one the devil is a liar and an accuser and called the father of lies two because I have mindsets that came for many, many years, and that was my norm. But then remind yourself, no, I am free from that in Jesus' name. And then remind yourself of the truth. If you stay in that trauma culture thinking, which I like to call it because I'm a visual person, if you it, fear thoughts, accusation thoughts, condemning yourself, you're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel all of that. But don't condemn yourself over it. Once you recognize it, just say, wait a minute here. I have the power because I have Jesus in me to overcome those thoughts and remind yourself of the truth. Even speak them out. Let your ears hear the truth about you. And I want to go back to this because I almost, this was one of the things that was on my heart today too. And I almost was going to do a full teaching on it and then time got away from me in that. But after reading that sentence I read about, you know, I'm a bad mom or something like that. I feel like there are some of you out there that you need to forgive yourself for parenting mistakes that you've made. And that every time one of your kids goes through a rough time or makes a mistake, you hear that voice of accusation coming in to accuse you saying it's all your fault. You, you were a bad mom or you went through this. Listen, I was in psych wards. I was very sick. I was in a lot of bondage. I was away from my kids. There's so much that I wish I could take back. I really do. But I can't. And so I had to forgive myself and realize too, and I apologize to my kids and, and I'm so grateful they had Claude in their lives because he didn't go through the trauma I went through. They, so they've always had a solid father. But I want to tell you that hurting people hurt others. And so there are, I want, I feel like God wants you to give yourself grace and not 
believe that lie that comes in to blame you for everything. And he wants you to know you did the best you could. And he's helping you just as he's helping me. My kids are adults now, but I'm still a mom and I'll always be a mom and I love them. And I, you know, I pray for them constantly. I pray for their protection. I just, you know, pray for a lot of things. And, and so he is helping me in how to respond to them. I respond differently with certain things that I would have years ago, you know, and, and that has been the Holy Spirit's wisdom in my life. But I, I, I just feel like if that is you right now, and even if this is for one person, it's worth it. The Father says, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I love you. You are forgiven. I heal families. I don't just heal parts. I heal families. And he says, I'm doing a healing in your family, and it's not your fault. So quit letting the enemy beat you up over it that you know we all learn and grow by making mistakes and uh and 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 so but the enemy is the 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 number one accuser that wants to get us into condemnation and there's something wrong with you you're a failure you blew it if only you had done this better if only you had done this right you know, the list goes on because he, listen, condemnation causes sickness. It is, I believe, Joseph Prince says that he believes it's the root of all sickness, and I have to agree. And I believe it is a huge root to mental illness. So I encourage you, I did a teaching, I don't know, like a month and a half ago on how there's nothing wrong with you. Everybody can relate to that voice. Everybody can relate to that voice of accusation. So right now, I just encourage you to just repeat after me if that's you. Father, I choose to forgive myself for any parenting mistakes that I made. From this day forward, I will not take the blame. I will not listen to that voice of accusation calling me a failure. I am loved, I am forgiven, I am righteous, and I'm a good mom. And I, I just believe that some hearts are being healed right now with that word. And if that's the only reason I came on here, then so be it. Um, but I understand because that voice of accusation still comes at me with certain things. And listen... We've all made mistakes and blew it, and I put all mine in a book, not all of them, but, you know, um, because I know it'll help people. Our kids, it does not matter if they grow up in the best Christian home ever. They are still going to make mistakes. They are still going to have to learn and grow. It's, so it's, there comes a point when you know and i realized that some of the things that i grew up with affected me and i realized that with my kids as well but there are so many tools out there to help and we have the word of god we have jesus we have the holy spirit and god heals families he heals the worst of the worst situations he's not afraid to come into these messes and so some of you right now are just 
Like I've, I've done this many times, but you're believing for restoration with your family members or your kids. And I'm here to tell you, God is working behind the scenes and he is doing it. And so don't give up hope in that area. And, you know, when that voice of hopelessness and discouragement and fear and anxiety, the, the, the language or the culture of trauma or whatever it is, um, I encourage you to not entertain those voices anymore. You have authority over them. You have the word of God. You have the truth. You have a prayer that you can say, help me, Jesus, and he will help you. You can go for a walk. You can put on worship music. But I'm telling you right now, you are an overcomer in Jesus, and he will help you, and you can get to the other side of those thoughts. You can get to the other side of accusation. You can get to the other side of depression. You can get to the other side of anxiety. I'm here to tell you. I'm living proof of that. And, you know, I'm still growing and learning. And like I said, I love what Andrew says. I haven't arrived, but I've left. So give yourself grace in your journey. I have learned more and more, and I have a spiritual mom that is amazing, that reminds me of this all the time, to give myself grace in my journey. And that's what I want. Be gentle on yourself. That's what I want to encourage you with. God is patient. He's loving. He's not up there saying, okay, suck it up, you know, get it right today. I'm tired of waiting around. You've made that same mistake 500,000 times. That is not who God is. God is the God who, it's the kindness and goodness of God that leads to repentance or a change of mind that will pursue you with his love and grace and remind you of the truth about you, remind you that you are loved, remind you that you are an overcomer, remind you that you are righteous, remind you that you are forgiven and you are not a failure. That is not your identity. And so I hope that encourages you today and that, you know, you're able to just, you know, meditate on the truth about you and really the first step is recognizing when those negative thoughts and negative emotions start to take place. You know it. We all know it because you start to feel anxiety or irritability, lack of peace, whatever it is, you know. And so I encourage you to be like, okay, I recognize that and now I'm going to go to the truth. I must need to hear some truth because I'm believing lies about something. Father, help me. I'm not even sure what lies. Sometimes you'll know and sometimes you won't. Um, and just ask the Father for help and he will help you. He will help you. We have a Father who is our helper, our rescuer, our deliverer, our best friend, and the list goes on. And so I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.